Uh, just a quick injury update real quick before we get going, give you some information. Uh, some guys that we think will, will uh, be probable this week, we think uh, they should be back with us is Damani, uh, Mosby, Brandon Stewart, and hopefully Joe Gibson will all be back with us this week, even though Joe didn't play after uh, he, he kind of tweaked that ankle in that game. Hopefully he'll be back with us as well. Uh, Bobby and Jackie are, are still doubtful. We think they might have a shot, but we'll see how practice goes this week with those guys. Uh, and then Montel and DeAndre are still out for this week. So that should pretty much handle those guys in terms of the injuries that you didn't already know about. Uh, you know, last week, just a couple things. I thought those guys practiced really hard last week. Uh, you know, they didn't get the result that they wanted. Uh, we didn't get the result that we wanted. But I think that they could see the tangible um, efforts of their, uh, you know, tangible results from that hard work in that game. Uh, I think they saw that it's going to pay off in games. And... Uh, we really need to continue to do that. We've got to take that next step forward in all areas, not just one area, but all of them. Uh, I believe that, you know, the positives that they saw this week are, are some things that keep those guys practicing hard week in and week out. And they've been able to see them each week. Uh, but, you know, I think there was a, a, a sense in that game that we, you know, we cut that thing to three and we, we had a real shot to go and take that one and we weren't able to do it. So our guys were very disappointed in that. I think they're hungry to get back out on the field uh, this week against a very good team. Uh, some guys that we thought played really well this week. Uh, on the defensive side, Joe Lanine, we thought he had a good showing. Uh, Fish Schmitzen, uh, he, does, he continues to do a good job tackling for us in the secondary. I think he's leading the Big 12 in tackles right now. Uh, a new guy that stepped in, did some things that we were happy to see. We, we had some depth issues at the D-tackle, and DJ Williams came in and actually had some production for us. It was good to see him get in there and, and, uh, and earn that opportunity, and he did that. Uh, he took some reps away from some other guys, which was good. Uh, Derek Neal also flipped over and played some defense, and I thought he did some really nice things for a guy that didn't get to play over there very much throughout the week. So it was good to see him over there. Offensively, DeAndre Mann played a really good game for us. We thought uh, he ran the ball really hard. It was a 100-yard rusher, 107 yards in the game. Uh, Trey continues to play well. It was good to have him back. Uh, Jeremiah Booker is another guy that two games back, I mean, he's, he's really made a marked difference in our offense. It's been good to see him out there. Uh, Ryan Willis is another guy that has continued to play, you know, pretty good for us. He had some some key mistakes at times, but he also had some some really good things that he did in the in the game. I think he had, uh, we'll say it was three uh, freshman records here. At KU, I think he had 330 yards plus passing in the in the game. He uh, had 35 completions, which was a record for freshman year, and uh, I'm going to say it was 50 attempts, which. All three of those things are things that, you know, we can draw upon with him moving forward. One of the things I was most proud of him for was he was nine for nine in that, in that third quarter. That, that was a long stretch there where we needed him to, to be able to produce for us, and he did some good things there. Uh, he's still got some things he's got to really get cleaned up. We turned the ball over a few times the other day that we cannot do. Uh, you know, those are things that you can say, hey, you know, he's young, he's a freshman, but, hey, we coach those things. So that's not okay. we got to take care of the football. And we got to do a good job of managing while we're in the pocket. And it's not just a him thing. It's a protection thing. It's a back thing. It's a getting open and getting in the routes thing. So, uh, you know, we've got to get, get all those things shored up. Special teams-wise, there were some good things the other day as well. I know it's hard to believe that after you, you leave, you know, some points off the field that could have helped you tie that ball game. Uh, but Daniel Wise got the first block for us of the season, which was great. And that was a huge momentum swing for us, I thought, in that game. And then Matt Wyman did a really nice job coming in, punt for us. We were looking for some stability there. And he gave, it, gave us that by flipping the field for us a couple of times. Uh, it was good to see him do that. 
we have a really, really good opponent that we're going down to play this week. They're ranked number 14 and number 12 in, in the polls. Uh, they're 6-0 and and 3-0 and in the Big 12, and they've, they've learned how to win some close games in that Big 12. They, they, they find a way to win. They're a veteran group, and Coach, Coach Gundy's done a great job with them. Uh, some of the things that stick out to me about these guys is, man, they're really good on defense. There's no doubt about that. But they, they do a good job on both sides. Um, they're a good third down team on both sides of the ball. They do a nice job in turnover margin, all the things that you really hear about when it comes to key, stat, key stats. They're really good on both sides of the ball in the red zone, which makes it very difficult. Uh, I think that they're very good on defense. That's something that, that I, I noticed. They, they average almost 10 TFLs a game, 9.8 a game, which is – that's pretty rare. We had nine this week, and man, that, I don't know if I've been a part of a game like that very often. I mean, they're nine point something TFLs, I man, that's a lot. Those guys create some havoc, and they get in your backfield. Uh, that defensive end is really good. Uh, he leads a Big 12 in sacks. Uh, he's one of the top guys in the country. I think he's fifth in the country. Uh, their defensive, you know, their defensive period is one of the top uh, leaders in sacks. So they create some pressure on your quarterback, which gives you some problems. Uh, that defensive end, I think he's got a sack in 12 of his last 14 games, which is very impressive. You know, Coach Gundy, like I said, he's done a great job there on all sides of the ball. He's got a great staff, a bunch of friends on that staff too. Dan Hammersmith, Joe Bob Clemens, uh, Marcus Arroyo, I mean, Tim Duffy, all those guys are good buddies of mine, and they've done a really good job there. They're good coaches, hard to coach against them. Glenn Spencer guy does a great job, defensive coordinator. Uh, offensively, they're also very good. You know, they're explosive. The quarterback makes them go, makes them Rudolph. Makes good decisions. You can tell he's a veteran guy. Uh, he, he's good. He's got a good arm. He knows where to go with the ball. He knows what he's doing offensively. Uh, he manages the game well. Uh, I think their receiver, the, uh, the Glidden kid, is a guy that didn't talk about enough in our conference. That guy is very, very talented. Uh, he's very efficient. we got to know where that guy is at all times. Marcel Aitman, another big target out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, another really good player. Um, really good running backs, and they're really good up front. They're a good football team. That's why they're 6-0 and 3-0. And uh, they spread the wealth. A lot of people touch it. 15-plus guys have receptions and things. So uh, it, it's going to be a challenge. There's no doubt about that. But we had a fun one here last year in Lawrence. Uh, they returned to kick off late to win that game, which tells you how important that hidden third of the game is. Uh, you know, we have got to win that third of the game to be in position to be able to, to, to compete for the win this week against these guys. Uh, they're a really good team. It's going to be exciting to go down there and play them. Uh, on their home field, so we're looking forward to that challenge. So let's take some questions. If uh, Marcel was able to come back this year, would you anticipate him uh, working out at more than one position this year? Uh, he might. You know, um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Right now, he uh, he's he, I don't have any plans for him doing anything other than quarterback right now at this moment. But I mean, that could change moving forward. Have you had any conversations with him about that? Maybe even during the summer or anything like that? You know, we worked, worked him out at receiver a little bit last year in the spring. Yeah. Some reps at receiver. Uh, you know, I think that guy could do a lot of different things for you, for sure. Uh, he could play on the defensive side. He could play on the offensive side. He's a good athlete. I know this. Uh, he's way too good of an athlete to be standing over there by me. Yeah. So uh, we're going to find a way to get our best players on the field, whether he's a quarterback, receiver, defensive back, wherever we got to be, we're going to find a way to get those best players on the field. Would you anticipate Michael Cummings coming back next year? Is he uh, Mike Cummings? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that he's going to – I don't think we're going to be able to get that sixth year, but we, we don't know for sure, but it's not looking good right now. Uh, we haven't heard back, but it's, it's not looking good based on the information. Does that type of decision on Montel's play, does that have to do with how Willis continues to perform going forward, or is that kind of just up to you and him? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, unfortunately Montel was hurt. 
the bad part about that for him is that while he's on the shelf, so to speak, because he's injured, I mean, the train keeps moving. And guys step up and they get their opportunities. And it's no different at quarterback than it is at defensive end or running back and all those type of deals. It's the old Wally Pitt deal. Next guy in. I mean, and what are you going to do with that op opportunity? You know, we talk about it all the time. What are you going to do with that opportunity when it comes? And will you be ready? Will you be ready? Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, one of the things that I think Ryan's done a nice job of is taking advantage of his opportunity. He's made he's made his fair share of mistakes now. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there's a lot after you watch that tape that you can go to school on. But, man, there's a lot to be encouraged about, too. He brings some things to the table that, that we weren't quite honestly doing before he got in there. So that was good. But, you know, also there's some things that he's definitely got to get cleaned up. And he knows that. I love that about him. With, with Derek, is that – a dual thing. I mean, is he going to continue to play offense and defense, or is that a permanent switch? Or he could. You yeah. know, with the injury to Brandon Stewart, we we needed some depth over there. He's played defense before over right. there for us, uh, and he did a couple things the other day in the game. They're just natural. They're, yeah. I, I mean, Clint Clint and I have been talking about it a little bit, and and he had told me about him. I just had not seen him over there, uh, and I really think it was until the game where I saw him make a, a tackle on a little hit screen out there that I was like, whoa. I mean, he's got a little something to him out there. So. Uh, man, I got to take my hat off to him because we asked him to do it. You know, not not at the first part of the week. It was you know in the middle of Tuesday's practice on the way to Wednesday, and man, with very little uh, preparation, he went out there and, and played hard. And you know, he actually made a difference in the ball game, which was good. We'll you, see. The good thing about him is he's smart enough to be able to come back in there and us insert him on the offensive side if we need him to sure. do that. Which we we can do that. We can still do that. You, you've mentioned that, that defensive effort last week. I mean, you, you've talked a lot about, you know, our guys played their tails off and that kind of thing. What else is it? What, what else allowed you to take that jump um, from, from a defense that was kind of struggling to, you know, holding those guys to three points in the second half and, and looking pretty good throughout the entire game? No, that's a good question, Matt. And I'll be honest with you, I sat with our leadership council yesterday and I asked them that very question. What was different? Yeah. You know, what was different? And, you know, Ben was kind of the one that stood stood up and said it. He's like, you know, Coach, we just got tired of it. You know, and, and we've been talking about it uh, for a long time now, about you're, you're eventually just going to get tired of it and something's going to change. And, uh, you know, at that point, at that moment in time, I think they drew off some early, early confidence that they had. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they believed in one another. That was another thing that they said, is we believed in one another that I could do my job, trust him to do his, and trust him to do his. And try to play within yourself, do your job, trust the man next to you to do your job. And uh, that was one of the other things that I heard was, man, I just I, I trusted him to do his job. So I fit, you know, we ran a power play. We showed it yesterday. They ran a power play at us, and we fit it perfectly, and it, it, it bounced right back to us for a zero-yard gain. And when they see those things happen on tape, it starts reinforcing that, hey, listen, okay, when they say to do it this way, there's a reason, and you can see it tangibly on tape. So, uh, But really, I think the biggest thing is I think, I think they got tired of it, mm -hmm. and I think we got to get tired of it all, in all areas for us to start making the improvement that we need. Now, hey, listen, it was one performance. Yeah. We'll see what happens this week. Talk about um, Michael, Michael Cummings. Uh, has he been on the sidelines like that? Or has he been involved with the team? Yeah, he's act very actively involved. He's at every meeting. Uh, he's at every practice. Uh, he communicates directly with some of our players on game day. Uh, we trust him almost as if he's a member of our coaching staff. That's what type of a mature kid he is. Uh, very, very smart, working on his master's degree right now, uh, and, and is still a huge part of our leadership council. It's almost like he's not not hurt. He's that much part of our team. He travels with us. 
He does everything with us. He's in every quarterback meeting. Uh, you know, it's almost like he's not hurt. It's funny that you guys ask about Mike because I literally thought about him this morning. And it, it's where I was sitting there looking at some of the stuff that Ryan was doing, and I was thinking, you know, what would it have been like for Mike? I just kind of felt bad for him that he didn't get his opportunity this year. Uh, man, it just broke my heart. But, man, just watching how he's handled himself has been really kind of inspiring for a young man to be able to be that mature. What type of role has he taken on with Montel and kind of nursing him along with his injury and keeping his head in the game and things like that? Well, I don't think he's had to just a whole lot because Mike has really just been a guy that forges forward, period. Mm -hmm. So I think, I don't know if the word tough love is the best way to say it, but he doesn't, <laughs> let, any, he, he doesn't let him get down. I can promise you that. He doesn't want to hear it. I mean, he's been to it through <laughs> too much himself. So, uh, you know, he's... He's a guy that really just continues to help him continue to forge ahead. So I don't know that Montel's really needed that because Montel is really not that much. He's not a very needy kid when it comes to that. He's never once one time felt sorry for himself. He just gets in there and works and tries to get a little bit better every day. How has uh, Zunica done when you keep him in the backfield block and how important is that? And he's done great. Saturday. i tell you what, for a guy, I mean, he's a guy that's come here as a walk-on and um, – you know, our coaches grabbed him midway through fall camp because we needed we needed a guy over there that we could use on to use on some of the things we were doing with the move package in the backfield. And man, he'll strike you. A little old dude, he'll put his face on you. And you know, that's that's most of it. I mean, if they won't bite you when they're young, they ain't gonna bite you when they're old. And I mean, when you've seen him do it the first time, you know whether or not he'll do it. And he'll put his face on you. He's aggressive. Uh, he understands the technique from playing it in high school. I think which helps him a little bit. Uh, he's a coach's son. Kind of goes back to that a little bit for me. Uh, just one of those guys that uh, he's kind of found a role. You know, he's another walk-on that's found a role, but he's really played a pretty big role for us, not only there, but the special teams too. With your defense, you know, having this newfound confidence, uh, when you face a team like Oklahoma State, way more explosive in the passing game than they are the running game. I, I read a stat somewhere recently that they've averaged like 2.8 yards per carry in the last four times against KU or something like that. Obviously, defense has changed a little bit, but when you have that kind of discrepancy, are there ways you can try to force them into, you know, playing into what your strength is and that's stopping their run? I mean, you just have to rely on your secondary to man up and, and, and stack the box, or what do you? how can you do that to, to kind of play to your favor? I think a little bit of it has to do with who you're playing mm -hmm. and, and what their offensive system is. Are, are they a take-what-you-give-them team? Sure. Or are they, listen, we're going to run this. So they, if you're a run-play-action-pass team, then you're going to get people to run the ball at you, and then they're going to play action-pass. Yeah. That's what they do. But if you're a spread team, a multiple team like these guys are, uh, you know, sometimes when you get a team that will do that and check and take what you give them, you can show them what you want to and try to play into your sure. to your hands. Uh, but here's the deal. I, I know that they pass the ball really, really well. I think they're 17th in the country or something in passion yardage. But they run the ball pretty decent now. I mean, it's not what you think on paper. I mean, I'm as worried about their running game as I am about their passing game. Uh, they have good backs. They have capable guys, and they're pretty damn good up front now. Um, those guys will knock you off the ball. Uh, they've played some good teams now. They really have, and they've learned how to win some, some tough games. I mean, and that's the thing I think that's most impressive of these guys is they found a way to win all three of those conference games, and they easily could have went the other way. But you see the veteran in them that doesn't allow it to happen. And they play, play a, good, a good Kansas State team that usually comes out on the other side of those. And for those guys to, to stick their heels in the ground and win that game, I thought that was impressive to me uh, because the other team, Kansas State, had been the team that I'd always 
look to for that in mm -hmm. those close games. And, you know, they won another one the other day in overtime. I mean, they're, they're, they're a team that scares you because they know how to win in every situation. You had a kind of quick personnel fix with punting last week. Is there that, do you look for that in the kicking game now too, or where are you standing on your Well, uh, you know, we started out the season four for four, and it was uh, absolute strength of ours uh, in, in field goals. All right, and then since then, I believe we've been, I think we're over four. So, you know, here's the deal about kicking. It's one of those deals where it's no different than playing quarterback or wide receiver. When you go back and you look at the tape last week and this week, <coughs> it always comes back to technique. And the great thing about that is it's fixable. And the other great thing about that is we got kids that are committed to getting it fixed. We also have coaches that look inside and not just say, hey, it's them. So we're going to do a few different things this week to make sure that we put them in positions to be able to help them in games. Now, we put more time in special teams, I dare say, than maybe anybody in the country. We put a lot of time into it, uh, which I talked about last week. Uh, and we put a lot of time into that area. The thing we got to do is we got to be smarter as we look into it. What have we got to do differently in practice to give them more application for the game? In, order, in, in addition to helping them with their technique and looking at the things, the flaws that cause those misses. So uh, we're not going to go grow another kicker or go find one. I mean, it's not going to happen. We've got the two guys here we need, and our team believes in those guys, and those guys are going to come back and they're going to be productive for us. They've done it before. It's just a matter of getting focused, concentrating, and utilizing your technique. And when we do that, we're going to be fine. Those guys are talented guys. I mean, I've said it before. Mike Wyman is, I mean, that dude is a, I mean, he's got, he, he's got such a powerful leg that, I mean, he's, I haven't seen one like him in a long time. Uh, and, man, he was so upset, I almost had to get him calmed down so he could get focused back on just doing his job. And, man, you love that when you got a kicker like that. He ain't scared. I know that, which is great. How hard is it to replace a guy like Trevor Pardula? You, you weren't here for that, but I'm sure you knew what he was capable of. Yeah, they were number one in the conference in putting last year. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big stat. I mean, that helps your defense out. It helps your offense out because it protects you. It flips the field. That guy was a talented guy. I mean, you make a great point. It, I don't think I haven't thought of that before either. But, you know, it's next man up. It's college football. It's not the pros, man. You. You don't get to re-sign him if you know how valuable he is. He, 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 uh, his, his, his eligibility expires and the next man is up. And that's, to me, what the great thing is about college football is it's going to be, if you stay in it long enough, even as a walk-on, if you stay at it, chances are your opportunity is going to come. What are you going to do with it? Red zone question. What makes them so good offensively in the red zone? And, and on the flip side of that, why have you guys been so successful defensively, especially last week? Well, I mean, I think... Just talking about what they do, first of all, their front defensively is, is really good. I mean, they, they'll disrupt you, and, they, and, and they'll, they'll put you behind the chains when you're down there with that field condensed. Mm -hmm. It gets a little bit tougher now. They get a little, little tougher in the, run, in the run game, and they also get a little tougher in the, in the passing game. Um, I think that's helped them. Their front is really good, um, and I think their, their, their secondary is long, and you know, they've recruited some length over there. He's done a great job recruiting at that place. He really has over the years. And those guys are all long, and it's hard to get around them. I mean, it really is. It's hard to get free releases, which creates more time for those guys to get to your quarterback. Uh, I think that's helped them in the red zone defensively. And offensively, the quarterback's good. He knows where to go with the ball. I mean, when you watch that tape, pay attention to that guy's eyes. And watch his eyes go from read to read to read, and he'll be able to pull it right, right at the right time and get it to the open guy. He's very efficient. I think that's been really good. Um, and then I take my – there is no doubt why we've been better defensively in the red zone. It's because of the, the efforts of our staff.
You know, those guys, they work feverishly at it, and uh, they continue to work to try to find ways to be better in that area. And from the early part of the season where we were not very good, we've kind of clawed our way back up into being, you know, being, uh, you know, where we need them to be productive-wise. So it should be a good matchup there. Now, offensively, we have to finish in the red zone. We finished in the red zone the other day, and we don't have to kick field goals. And, you know, we're not talking about the situation that we talked about just a second ago with those kids, you know. So it, it, while it all looks like it's a field goal thing, <laughs> we didn't have to be at that spot. We, we, we could have finished those drives, and we didn't do it. Penalties, mental mistakes, things that people talk about with young football teams that we're not going to use as excuses because we talk about them, we coach them, uh, not okay. You, you just said earlier Ben's comment about, you know, we just got tired of it. Is, is there an element of that that goes into red zone offense and defense? Just we're just not going to let them score. This, you know, we're going to hold them to a field goal try. I mean, just that mentality. I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And, you know, as our defense went out on the field, we kicked that first field goal the other day <coughs> from 52 because I saw a different look in our eye defensively. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I saw some things in those guys that I had not seen in the previous weeks, uh, which gave me some confidence that, hey, hey, listen, we'll, we'll, pick, we'll kick this thing. If we don't get it, I know we'll stop them. And we stopped them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we, it, may, it may have led to an interception or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, it, we stopped them after that. So uh, defensively, I think those guys having that, that mindset and having that success Really, in sudden change situations on our side of the 50, we stopped them on one time when we gave the ball up on our side of the 50 on a fumble, uh, not a fumble, but a ball that got knocked out of Ryan's hand. You know, those were huge deals. Watching those guys take the field, and we talk about it all the time, the way you take the field is going to tell me a lot about you. It's going to tell the world a lot about you. So the way those defensive guys took the field, uh, I felt good about the fact that they were going to get off the field. Do you think recruits follow it closely enough to see the development that some of your assistants are bringing out in players, and if they don't, do you point that kind of stuff out to them? Yeah, I, th I think some of them do. Some of them do do a, a, a good bit of research, and I think actually more than more than used to, for sure, because of the resources they have available to them. But once again, that's our job to make sure that we bring reality to them. That uh, you know, it's it's called recruiting for a reason. People are working their, their tails off to be able to try to get the best players in the country to come to our school. And in order to do that, I think one of the biggest pieces is disseminating information about who you really are. Good, bad, and indifferent, and you've got to dispel some myths that are maybe out there that are maybe being utilized against you in recruiting and make sure that they understand where you're really at, where you're really heading so they can see the vision. Does Owen 6 hurt, or do you make sure it does? I don't think that helps. No, I don't think it helps. Uh, but I will say this, it's, it's one of those deals where uh, I think that has a lot to do with who's on your staff and who your recruiters are. Uh, and that's why when we hired those nine guys, Tom, I, I said it over and over again, just coaching wasn't good enough. You better be able to form relationships and relationships that are last and guys that know you care about them. Know you care about them because all these buildings are going to be nice. The difference is the men and the women inside of them. They're going to be nice for about the first four or five days. And then that's going to wear off, no matter where you're at. And then you've got the men and women that are in that building. And we continue to stress that as we go, go through our recruiting. Uh, and I think that's a positive for us, because they know they're going to be taken care of, loved, and cared for when they come to KU. Y'all are using a virtual reality type thing for recruiting. You're one of the four teams that do that. Have you started using that yet? We're about to. Uh, finish some of the stuff that, that we've utilized, some of the, the content that goes with it. 
uh, and I'm excited about it. It's really, really good stuff. Um, you know, in this day and age where kids are trying to get all over the world to go see universities, you got to bring your university to them and give them a reason to come look closer. So those things are going to really, really help us. And uh, we've, we've benefited from some of the companies and some of the technology out there that helps us with that to give them a look inside of this place. Because I'll be honest with you, before I came to KU, I didn't know it was like that. I was like, wow, this place is real. And you don't know it till you come here. So... Um, that virtual reality piece, I think, is going to be helpful for us just to pique people's interest to go, I can go check that out. Place is pretty nice. What is that, like tour? Things like that where you can bring, you know, just an inside look, more than just pictures, pictorial looks, where, you know, you can actually walk around places and you're almost there, uh, which is really good. And you, you utilize it to, to see more than just the school community, all that type of things that can kind of, round things up. Sometimes moms and dads they can't get to they can't get to official visits. They're working <coughs> or whatever, so let's bring it to them so they can see where their son or daughter is is considering going and they get a, at least a look at what it looks like inside. Uh, the running backs you knew you had three or four guys that could come in and run the ball and run the ball and be a starter. Um, but since the other is kinda it's kinda giving you like all the options now. Uh, do you guys go in and just ride the hot hand, or do you guys go in with the game plan to throw in one guy? Or I mean, it seemed like the last two weeks have been one guy. Right. It it, it is. It is. Y'all. I know y'all think I'm crazy, but I'm 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 not. When it comes to this, we are going. We have a earn it mentality, and that's why you saw DJ Williams play on the defensive line because it's been week week of practice. That's why you saw Larry Bazeek get back into the into the fold. Guys, we're not down on Larry. We don't dislike him. He just was getting beat out in practice. And this week, Larry Hughes got beat out by Larry Mazik. I mean, he got tired of it. And he found a way to get back on the field, which is creating that competition that we need. Uh, and it's starting to take over. You know, I've had a lot of questions about Ryan. Is he the absolute future? Man, I sure hope so because, man, we, we, we know that all great teams have great quarterbacks. But he knows that he's got to earn it. And that's day by day. And he's still a freshman. There's a lot of things that, that you go through as a freshman that, that kind of hinder your progress sometimes. He's handled a lot of it well, which is good, but you just never know what tomorrow's going to be like. So he's got to continue to earn it just like the rest of them. Running back-wise, DeAndre Mann has earned the start, which is why he got it last week. And there's some good players over there. He was a guy probably third on the chart as we started, and now he's moved his way all the way up to first, which I think that really is, is starting to pay dividends for us. It's starting to help us a little bit. Uh, is Kinner all, all the way healthier? Where he's, he's probably as close as he has been. Close as he has been. Let's take two more. Is there any such thing as all the way healthy in college football? Man, it's, it's funny you say that, Tom, because I, I walked up to Kinner at, at uh, about the middle of the second quarter, and uh, I know Coach, Coach Mitchell does a great job with those guys, but I walked up to him and I said, you do realize this is a Big 12, that nobody's healthy, right? You realize that, right? Nobody's 100. Nobody's 100. It's the Big 12. This is not. This isn't. I mean, this is big time. So, are, are you going to sit here or are you going to get in there and you're going to play? You know, and I mean, I loved his response was, Coach, I, I know where I'm at. I'm, I'm ready. So, we put him in there and he did some things for us. And he is, y'all. He, he, he was banged up. I mean, it takes some toughness to get in there. But, you know, I think it's worth what they're paid to hear. It's the Big 12, man. Nobody's healthy. I mean, it, it is what it is. In terms of tight ends, are you using Ken Taylor and Ben Johnson the same way, or do you think their games are a little bit different? Uh, we can, but we are right now we're trying to accentuate the positives more so we can utilize them, which is a you know uh, a piece that you know right now I think that's one of the things we have to maximize offensively 
particularly with a young quarterback, making sure we got the right guys in there at the right times and the right spots. Because you may only have one or two spot chances at, a, at a, a, a play, and you want to make sure you make the most of them. So you better have the right skill set in, set in there at the right time. Very good question, though. Okay. Hey, thanks a lot, y'all.